Soy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk about toys and everything pop culture. My name is Frank and it is great to have your company today for what is episode number 159. Today in the Toy Power studio, we are back at the house of Trent. We are actually recording in his toy room for the first time in a long time. It's very good. And with that, in the toy room here, we have Master Trent. It's nice to be able to fit you all in again. <laughs> we had a dollar for every time he said that. Uh, we also have Darren. And it's wonderful to be with you all. Thank you. It's lovely. I'm just throwing you off, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll take the sloppy last. Oh! And of course. Beautiful. All right. We have got a bit of news for us today. Just a quick note. We are recording this on the 8th of Feb. So if something drops in the meantime from when this is published... And we don't talk about it, that's why, but we will talk about what we know about at this point in time. Oh, and it's so much goodness. There so is plenty to talk goodness. about and still, I isn't it? And I swear there? from now on we'll be suitable for all ages. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. That's the last last bad joke. Three, two, one. Cue music. So what have you got for me? I'm going to start this off with some news from Super 7, and this has been eagerly awaited. I think everyone has been wondering what Wave 2 of their Ultimate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line is going to look like. And boy, I think we've got a bit of an idea now of the formula they're going to employ, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, it all started with that from-behind picture of... The leader of the turtles. I thought you said no more bad jokes. All ages show. Come on. Couldn't resist. (laughs) Um, But we saw Leonardo in very, very sort of darkened surroundings, very black, but shadowy. Shadowy, But yep, yep, clearly it was Leo. Clearly it was uh, the leader. And then a few days later, dropped the four figures revealed. Shredder, Leonardo. We got Bebop. And this is the the really brilliant <laughs> one. It's Mutagen Man. So good. And he looks so amazing. Very faithful to oh, the original toy. Incredibly accurate. And all mm. those guts pieces as well. Yep. And this is something now Super 7 are doing. They're giving us painted versions and they're giving us the plug single colored versions that we yep. got like with the toys. And I think that's a really nice way to do it. You know, Mutagen Man comes with the little bone and all yep. those tiny little accessories. Got them all. Two versions, yeah. Oh, so good. Um, One thing I want to touch on that just stood out to me, Shredder does come yeah, with two heads. Boy. So, Shredder, <laughs> yeah, I am so stoked. Let me just say I'm absolutely over the moon. Love it. He looks so cool. He's he does. perfect. Yeah. He's and he's, just... he's standing upright. He's standing yes, he upright. Yes. Yeah. I don't know about... You feel like was always meant to. Yeah. The scale will be interesting. It how will he be. scales with it, the turtles He now. should be bigger, but yep. yeah, how much bigger? And ab crunch? Will he have the ab crunch? We'll doesn't see. look like yeah. he's got a lot of torso yeah, articulation, but that's funny. But the, the, the thing I loved, he's got two heads. <laughs> 
They're very similar. But if you think back to that very first release of the Shredder toy, his skin was kind of like painted on the helmet and his yep. eyebrows, and they've recreated yep. that. But then they've done one like the corrected version. Yeah, they confused a lot of people. It's like, what the yeah, hell? They've yeah. stuffed their head up. It's yep. like, no, no, no. I've, Learn your history. I've taken a lot of shots of my Shredder and sent it around the Facebook uh, yeah. pages saying, no, it is correct, and yep. this is where this it is origins. Doing it. And it sold bloody damn well uh, back mm. in those days. Yeah. So <laughs> don't, don't knock it. Like, no. Yeah. The fact they've given you an extra head correctly yeah. and uh, paying homage, I think, is very clever. So It's very cool. And I think, look, let's just touch on Mutagen Man. I think when we had Wave 1, we got an inkling with that um, because... Uh, Baxter Stockman. Yeah, Stockman. Yeah. He was sort of that out-of-left-field character, yeah. not one of the heavy hitters, but probably some a character that people really want. Yeah. That it invested in this line. It was a character that people are, like, excited about. And I remember, like... Loved the other three, yeah. but Baxter was the one I got super excited yeah. about. And for some funny reason, same with Mutagen Man. Something excited me, maybe because we haven't had a lot of yeah. versions of that character. And, and in the two thousand sorry, in the two thousand thirteen yeah. uh, run, he was a very hard figure to find. He was, yeah, so, he yes. was. And it's great because they're 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 sticking with three uh, the two waves we've seen so far. You see, sticking with three of what I call the headliners with yep. that first 10 back. Yes. And then the fourth one is that let's see which one we're going to pull out of the hat. And yep. I, was, I really I think that's a really smart way. I mean, granted, it'll be 2022 by the time we get all four turtles or something like that. Yeah. But the way they release them. But yeah, I love it. The, the one thing that jumped out to me as the big Leo person I am, whereas Raph, I thought he's... Because they, they give you two head sculpts with the turtles. One that's very close to the current IDW run. Yes. One that is modelled directly on the original toy. Raph, brilliant. Nailed it. The Leo one, yeah. there was something about the eye. Like, it doesn't look bad, but I'm just looking going, I just feel like it's it's 90% yep. of the way there. It's not fully toy accurate. Yeah. Yeah. But just, it, it looks fine. It looks good, yeah. But, it's, you know, the Raph eyes were very much Spot like the on. original toy. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think that the Leo eyes just missed a little bit of a trick there. But who am I kidding? I'm still going to get it all. Yeah. Now, let's let's gaze into our crystal ball or our Magic 8 ball. Mm-hmm. And I want to make some predictions now about what Wave 3 might look like. We've got sure. a pretty good understanding of the formula. Frank, do you want to start us off with just go with a... What do you think might be in a hypothetical Wave 3? Okay, so Wave 3, you're clearly going to get, uh, I'm going to say, Michelangelo instead of Donatello. I think you're looking at April as one of the other characters from the 10 back. Who else have we got? Rocksteady. And they seem to be doing two villains, two two heroes, generally speaking. Yep. Uh, And then, oh, left field, where are we going? I think you're going to get a general track. Ooh, general nice. Drag will be my pick. That's some yeah. good call. That yeah. is a very good call, and yeah. that is very left field because you, you don't get, automatically wouldn't expect track before crank. He doesn't get a lot of figures in general, and he's one of those ones. He still is from eighty nine or even ninety. I can't remember. Eighty nine. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's he's one that bit like Baxter doesn't get a lot of love, and people gravitate towards Ben. Uh, yeah, definitely one of the turtles. So Mikey or Donny. Uh, I was going to go for either Splinter or well, Casey. Splinter was wave one. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Okay, so Casey Jones is my pick. Yeah. Uh, Rocksteady is a given. Sure. And I, I was uh, eyeing off in uh, Trent's room Leatherhead. So yeah, nice. nice. Yep. yep. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I don't think the next one will be Donny um, out of the Turtles. I don't think it'll be Mikey. I think not keeping back is a holy grail figure to make sure that <laughs> people keep coming back. Um, and to me, that makes a lot of sense. I also don't think Casey will be in, in the wave because I know that when we asked Brian Flynn, 
who his favourite turtle was, he said Casey Jones, and I think he, he would realise that when they ran out of, out of the four original turtles, Casey Ca- Jones Case. could carry a wave. Case, yeah, that's a fair point, actually. He'd be a good headliner for a wave five kind okay. of thing. Yeah. Mm. So that's just my sense. I could be off off beam. I'm going to... I'm going to say I think that, that Rock City will be in it because I think that... Makes that's sense. A, that's, a, um, that's a given. I'm intrigued to see whether April's in it or whether they hold her back because the, there aren't going to be many left from the 10, 10 back, um, the so-called headliners. Um, it's probably going to be either April or someone like maybe a metalhead or someone. That'd be cool. Mm, yep, metalhead, yeah. Um, but... Necker are putting. Ne- I was going to say, yeah. you, would, you also, wouldn't want to be up against that. Like you I, as we when we spoke to um, Brian, Brian yeah, yeah, he was basically saying they sit down with Necker and yeah. so they don't tread on each other's yeah, toes. Yeah, that's a so. fair point. And and Metalhead is technically a turtle, I guess, if you wanted to hold him back for yeah. another wave, as is Slash, if you wanted to have them. Um, off Slash the would be an awesome fit. Yeah. Slash, Slash would be, Slash and, would be and he makes sense toy wise. Um, that toy design is just something I gravitate. I, towards. I think yeah, Slash and those sort of characters are going to come after the all four turtles have been released. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think the, the, re- the real question here is when do we see our first turtle variant? Because that's when you know, all right, that's Ooh. how deep this line yeah. is going. Yeah, that's a good like an undercover, undercover Don yeah, or yeah. like Sewer yeah. Samurai Leo. One of well, those. My hope sort of is stuff. not until we've got the f- the main four turtles. Nah, give it first. to me now. Want it now? You want it now? <laughs> okay, want it now. Um, give me a whole wave of variants. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give you a whole wave of Donatello variants because I know how much Donnie's your favourite. <laughs> I think I think the first four waves will get us the four turtles. Sure, I think that's to. given. Have to. And I think broadly the first four waves will give us the ten back. Yep. Okay. And then I think there's a question because I think what's that? Four times um, four is 16. I think we'll get the ten back within the four waves and it depends on order. But in addition to that, I think we'll get... Casey yep. in there, yep. and I Crank. think we'll get Krang. And that gets us to 12, and then those other four are the out-of-left-field characters, in my opinion. Yep. So talking those through, we had Baxter, we had Mutagen Man. I'd actually love to see Scumbug. Yeah, yes, and Scumbug something like and something maybe like Mondo Gecko or yeah, A Star, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I just love to see one of those. Usagi, I think, would translate well too. Yeah, I think I think he's he's, he's not he's not left field and like yeah, he, he'll be true. headliner. I yeah. think yeah. yeah. So he, he, yeah, but Chrome but, Dome's another. I think. Yep. Do you think we ever see a wave where there isn't an actual Ninja Turtle in the wave of four? I think it's possible. Yeah. But yeah. do you think this? Str- I think other characters are strong enough. I think they. I think. They are for a couple of waves, mm. but I would, if I was Super Seven, I would put a turtle in every wave. Yep. yep. And I would, you've got, we've done this before on Toy Power where we've gone through and said, what are your favourite variant turtles? And we came up with four very strong answers, right? Yep. Like you just yep. think movie star turtles, you think Toon Turtles, mm-hmm. you know, Storage Shell, Undercover. Undercover. Oh, I, undercover. Undercover. I mean, yeah. you can, you can go for a long them. time on variants. And even, I know then this, we get controversial, but even things like, you know, the heavy metal turtles, yep. even like the sports the stars. Military stuff. Yeah. Military, yeah. They're, they're, they're quite iconic, actually. Yep. Some of those wacky action turtles. Yeah, those, sure. those dino turtles. Give me <laughs> them. Like, wait, not, not, the ones, not the ones that come with dinos, but they are dinos, right? Like, Leo's Storosaurus and uh, and, see, and see that's the question: yeah, Are they going to yeah. go that really rare? Are, they, are we going to see a scratch? Oh yeah, well there you go. Do you know what? Yeah. yeah, if they did like a scratch or a Tyranno Shredder, the ones that people lust after that you just cannot get on the secondary market, yep. and you go bang, it's fifty bucks or whatever they cost, people would jump at that. I think. Yeah, 
Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. As someone who's not into some of those variants, I don't see whether I don't at least try some of those. But I, I'll say this just for a moment in all seriousness. I think whoever does the undercover turtles first, um, NECA, uh, Super 7, um, maybe even Playmates if they decide um, they're going retro, I think whoever does that first is going to make a ton of money because... They go for a bomb on eBay. Oh, which actual cloth yeah, cloth ones, cloths. as so opposed to like undercover yeah. Donnie. If you get mm. yeah, as opposed yep. to undercover Donnie, but if you get the four turtles in a hat, trench coat, Humphrey Bogart style, um, like they used to do, well, in, it's a pretty cheap reuse of yeah. existing molds and then stuff. I, right? I think like, you know, I think you know, people are going to eat that stuff up because yeah. there's, there's an insatiable demand for those sort of things, and and there's clearly not enough. Uh, not enough of them out there from the vintage line to to meet that. There's there's just unmet need. I think I think given what we've seen from Super Seven, they're going to stick very faithful to the figures. And I think your best chance is NECA do another wave of their cartoon turtles, and they have the come with the trench yeah. coats and outfits Agreed. and stuff. Yeah, very good. Oh, super exciting times, yeah. right? This is huge this is times for a turtle collector. Love it. Thank you, Brian, for what you're doing. It mm. is tremendous. All right, moving on to Thundercats, and I think we have to make mention it's not a toy but it is a series of statues that make up a beautiful battle diorama series this line is coming via iron studios so we've got the full roster of the original thundercats lino and snarf come together on a battle diorama which is i think like the head of the cat's lair yes um looking very cool We've got um, uh, Chitara as a separate one, Panthro, Tigra, and Wily Kit and Wily Cat come on as one. Together. together. Yeah, yeah, nice. Th- these are a, a unique scale, so they're one-tenth one scale, mm. which is not traditionally, I guess, a, a scale we see a lot of yeah, statues yeah. in. But having said that, they look great. The detail's really up there. The action poses are really cool. Make up a really great diorama, and they're not priced... They're not Super a crazy expensive. $600. No, they're like sort of, sort of that 150 yeah, US 150 sort of mark. US, I think Lino not... Snarf's a bit more, Wiley Kit, Wiley Cat's a bit more. Hmm. Even in Australia, I think they've just shown up on pop culture. Yep. And they're, they're, they're affordable, yeah, affordable for what they are, absolutely. So keep your eye out for that. I know Thundercats is getting a little bit of love now. It's also getting a little bit of hate as well. <laughs> I, I still uh, haven't seen it. Well, no, so I. When I did talk a couple of episodes ago yeah. about uh, seeing, viewing well, viewing the sort of the minute of uh, Thundercats roar, and that was enough to make my eyeballs bleed and <laughs> and have me sort of screaming out in pain. But it was only that I think that has actually aired. It was only the trailer. Really, that I clips. thought the, the first episode was out. Maybe somewhere. it maybe it came out yeah, early, right. but I believe the air date's just to here, and it's not far off now. Yeah, okay. I haven't committed to memory because I won't be watching it, but I, I <laughs> but saw the DVR oh. all tuned, ready to go. <laughs> my goodness, seen? like it was, it, I, I saw more of it. Like it just pops up in my feed, right? <laughs> You're a fan. Oh, Let's be honest. You're and a super it fan. was, it was. You're subscribing to the wrong pages. <laughs> there was this one clip. It was like, it was Lionel swinging, swing on a vine with Snarf on his shoulder, I think, and he hit a tree, and he goes, Oof, you know, like very cartoony, yeah. you know, as he. Hits it and and he's like, let's do that again. And they've replayed it about like six times. Let's see that in an instant replay. uh, It 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 is mind blowing (laughs) for me. It's like I feel like, and I know I know know there's lots of views out there. I know there's this view. Okay, I'm just gonna say it because it's a view. You know, 
40-year-old men should get over the things they loved as a child. Just let it go and let the, sure. the re-thing come. And, and, and just, if you don't like it, don't you? Yeah, I, yeah, get, I yeah. get all that. And that's... But it's like the writers go, how can we upset the fans... <laughs> The most, like let's—that's the mission statement. That's the mission statement. Let let's take something beloved and change it so much and make it so different and so well. Like Snarf's a robot. So like Steven Universe. Like why do that to Thundercats? Like just create your own thing. Are these the same writers who worked on Rise of the TMNT? Because it's sounding like a lot of the same kind of deal. (laughs) It makes me talking about it now. Makes me so angry. He's getting mad. I'm There's steam like, coming out of his it's, ears it's, right now. It upsets me greatly. Like, the red I, I line why, is going up his face. I don't know why. I feel like I, I need to see help because I'm just getting so say, upset. I think by we this, need to but... dedicate an episode to uh, just... to just supporting Trent. Should be a support group, I think. But you know, it, it, I just I'll finalise what, okay. what I was saying with with one point. <laughs> I couldn't help. When, when the clip came up, I think it was I was on Facebook, and the clip came up, and I, look, I didn't even turn the sound on. I just I watched it with the it had the little subtitles, yeah. And, and then I looked down at the thing, and it said seven hundred comments, seven hundred comments, and I just wrote something like I'm I'm so disappointed. Hmm. That's just what I wrote. I just left yeah, it out because that's how I was feeling. feeling. Absolutely, I was super disappointed. I didn't want to carp on, and I quickly scrolled through, and of course there was the the comment and. Again, everyone's entitled to their opinion. It's a legitimate comment. You know, look, this I, I like this and I think people should get over it and blah, blah. Like, so yep. take take that point. Take that point of view. But that was <laughs> everything else was, this is awful. This is yep. awful. This is terrible. This is awful. Oh, my God, I can't believe what they've done. Yeah. I just don't know why they picked a property like this. What they thought they'd get from the fans because they've got nothing but hate from them. And and sure, they might be going for a totally new audience, and they don't care about that. But like, they've just the whole point destroyed. of the whole point of picking though a an existing property is that you do have that original fan base to work from. So at some point, would have thought so. You've got to try and at some level appeal to that fan base. Otherwise, you might as well have made a brand new IP. Yeah. Exactly, because at some point, even if even if adult said fan is not going to be a consumer. Their child might be if yeah. I introduce them to it. If I have children, so if you're yeah. gonna Seems strange. write off the strange way, to in, in all seriousness, if, if if my sons tried to watch this, <laughs> I would not let them. No, I'm, and I say that in all seriousness. Yeah, wow, that is how bad it is. It's how much it offends me. I'm That's not. It's not on the house. So like, no, no. But <laughs> there's so much other stuff out there. I don't feel bad that they can watch something decent. Yeah. But that so that's detracting from their audience. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've yeah. not only alienated me, then they've alienated my children because yeah. I won't let them watch. And then they're going to see <laughs> these new statues you're going to buy and go, "Oh, that's like Thundercats rule." You're like, "No, get out of my house." <laughs> yeah, you are disowned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who you, you done? You I'm feel, done. You, okay. I, I, I'm good again. Okay, good. You feeling better? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Ben, move okay, on. Ripley. <laughs> so NECA has shared a new preview for their upcoming line of Alien 40th Anniversary figures. The new images showcase the updated Ellen Ripley. Seven inches in scale, the figure itself will be using a digital printing technology, much like Marvel Legends, on her face for a more accurate likeness. Mm. New accessories include a motion detector, little cat, Jonesy, and a flamethrower will also be included. Cool. So get excited. That was good. It looks very nice. Mm. And interesting now that other companies like NECA are adopting the printed face yeah. look, yeah. which I think, you know, Hasbro really kind of pioneered. Yep. 
um, but that is becoming more mainstream and widespread. I didn't really get a close-up look of no, the face on the yeah. prototype uh, picture sort of thing, but hopefully it uh, it looks like um, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, of course. Yep. Mm. All right. Now, Darren, we've got some a lot of exciting news on... Uh, you know, a, a, a little toy line that you kind of enjoy from time to a time. A niche toy yeah, line. Just yeah, just very, very Hasn't small. got many fans. Something that, that means something to me, and, <laughs> and that is Masters of the Universe Origins. For those who haven't heard our show before, I'm a bit of a fan <laughs> of, of all things Masters. So we have seen a nice picture of Skaglow. Woohoo! Um, mm. Glows in the dark, too. It yep. does glow in the dark. Yeah. It is um, vintage in scale, like five and five-and-a-half-inch um, scale. Obviously, it's an Origins figure, so it's articulated in the way that line is, not not the vintage line. But for those who don't have a vintage Skeglow, I, I think this is a really, really cool option for people who might want to want to bring some Skeglow in that scale into their Skeglow collection. Skeglow action into their collection. <laughs> That's so very true. And, and what an awesome character he now, is. Now, can I ask a question on Skeglow? Does he come with a cape? He does. Yes. He yeah, comes he does. with a cloth cape. Cloth is cape. it cloth? It is cloth. It looked cloth to me. Right. Yeah, okay. And it was in the picture, was yes. it? Okay, yeah. cool. Yes. Okay, cool. And it's it's that purple sort of with yes, the, 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 the collar, raised the collar. With the collar. Dracula sort yeah. of yeah. collar. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, that cool. traditional looking. Mm. Yep. Very vintage inspired. Um, so we have that. That That's the first bit of exciting Masters news. And we have had some PowerCon exclusives teasers. Um, These are just silhouettes as of yes. this recording. So yeah. this might start to come out in the next couple of weeks, but yeah. silhouettes to date. Yes, and we've one of our Patreons, uh, good old... Uh, John Caulfield. John Caulfield uh, has called it. He reckons it is the Lords of Power five packs. And I'm, I'm mm. in... I think I he's reckon, got it. I reckon yeah, he's, so. He's got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Looking, com- comparing the Lords of Power uh, promo picks against the, uh, the silhouettes, it's a dead giveaway. And this... Uh, repaints and things wouldn't cost the no. PowerCon yeah. guys too much and also just slapping a new name for the hardcore people uh, out there would love this to get a Lords of Power set but the general public couldn't give two yeah. rats about so it are the so figures speak, actually so. named differently under Lords no. of Power no, so it's still just, Skeletal it's, He-Man it's just it, before Masters of the Universe the they were called, called Lords of Power sure. it was an 11th hour decision change, to change yeah. the Masters of the Universe I was wondering if the figures the themselves. religious connotations I think and I'm glad they changed still, it as yeah. much as yeah, I don't yeah. mind the name. Uh, I know that from from my own lived experience, even as a child, I was well and truly aware that that religious groups were going after that property like nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Um, so can you imagine if they actually embodied the name Lords of Power in their toy line? And, you know, they just would have been, for want of a better term, they would have been crucified. And this, uh, <laughs> this uh, Lords of Power. Uh, title only came to light recently yeah years ago so Mm. it's uh not all that old and 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 the picture so for those of you who don't know there's um some it looks like it's pretty developed right they're prototypes but they're they're shot in a proper studio there's a background they're shot really nicely they're done on not the finished figures so they look slightly different if you've got the 1982, I think annual, it's the same characters. Correct. Yeah. So you can see they've got like plasticky molds, and yes. Skeletor's got a more of a, a actual stick than a molded piece of plastic. It looks like a yep. an actual piece of metal for his staff instead of the final plastic product that we got. So just little aspects like that. Yeah. So what characters are we talking about, Darren? What are these silhouettes? Break it down for us. So I believe they are He-Man, Skeletor. 
uh, Beastman, uh, Merman, and Man at Arms. Yeah, but hang on, I'm looking at six silhouettes in this picture. Yes, Explain this yourself. Another one. So first of all, the five pack that we talked about is um, going to be uh, two hundred dollars US. At least that's the price that's been floated for yeah, attendees. Right. And um, there is a single um, figure released that's forty dollars, and she looks very much like the toy Shira. Mm. Um, the, the head, the, the sort head of piece. tiara yeah. headdress thing yeah. is a giveaway there. Yeah, yeah. looks very very cool, and I'm glad glad to see that Shira is making her way into the Origins line so early on. Mm, very good. All right, we'll move on to Mythic Legions now. And if you follow the Four Horsemen's own in-house IP mm. line that is Mythic Legions, you'll know that recently they had a vote up for the third instalment of their All-Stars line. So Mythic Legions has been going along now for many years, and some of those earlier figures that they released sold out in a heartbeat or you just can't get them on the secondary market. They go for mega bucks. Mm. So every so often, the Four Horsemen put out a picture of maybe... I don't know, around 15 to 20 characters, and the fans vote mm. on which ones they want to see in the next version of All-Stars, and then they pick a handful of those characters and re-release them. The trick is with this, so there's there's been a few of the the, the very, you know, most wanted characters re-released. I think there's sort of the yellow demon kind of character. Mm-hmm. I know I don't have a demon in my collection. The big stone troll yeah. with alternate heads now is coming. But the big ones that that weren't part of that voting, which are sort of new repaints, are a character that looks a lot like Shearer mm. and a character that looks a lot like Hordak. Um, to the extent when they first came out, they were both helmeted, but we found out since that they each come with an alternate head. Oh. The Shearer head is without the helmet, so it is. An, I think it's the elf-like um, female head yep. sculpt, but they've put blonde hair on her and and given her the sort of natural human skin tone, and then Hordak's got. Uh, basically like an kind of like an orc yep. demon kind of yeah, head with the pointy ears with the pointy ears nice. they paint him blue he's got um, um, a metal helmet thing that goes over he looks great blue skin so it's like yeah. the filmation version and imp the imp skull oh, on really? his stick yeah I didn't see that. it's That's re- cool. like it's colored blue it's like imp has been impaled and, and used <laughs> on this thing so it's it's a very clever because it's it's all basically reuse of their existing molds mm. so they've got such an arsenal of of tooling that they can basically put it together to kind Pull of it make together. it look like yeah. a Slap Shira or a yeah. So very cool. They've been doing this for a long time and I think we've talked in the past about the different versions that they've got that are, I guess what you'd call Masters of the Universe homages, homage yeah, figures. Sure. So if you're a, a Mythic Legions fan, All-Stars are, and even if you're getting into the line, it's a great way to start off a collection. Jump on, store horsemen and, and get some Mythic Legions yep. into your life. For those who who do get into it, there's never any regrets, I think. <laughs> Passionate community that once they've got these in hand, never turn back. They just yep. love the product Agreed. so much. Yeah, awesome, definitely. Awesome. All right. So the 80s film Robocop was rated R for a reason. And Super 7 have replicated this with ED209. The Big Mech is being released in reaction form, but it comes with a packing character of Mr. Kin- Kinney, <laughs> yeah. I think. Who has a bloody gunshot straight through his torso? Like, there's no holds bar. He has been shot uh, straight through the stomach. He's even got a terrified look on his face uh, post uh, mortem. And uh, yeah, he recreates that boardroom scene, that hilarious boardroom scene where Ed 209 goes a bit uh, haywire and. 
people aren't complying with <laughs> his orders, right. so he just blows them all away. Try, he'd try and turn him off <laughs> or something and, yeah, um, pick up that gun, Mr. Kenny, and yeah, and then he puts it down and it's still, like, you know, going crazy. Uh, what a cool packing, I think. It's yeah. uh, in this... In the world that we live in, where it's everything's so sensitive and things, for Super Seven just to go, ah, who cares? Let's uh, let's do it. Uh, I think this is awesome. And you can get away with it in that sort of simplified style as exactly. well. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. If a McFarlane would ever try to do it, they'd be they'd be lynched. Um, You've got to love Ed Two O Nine, though. Um, and as Dick Jones would say, who cares if it works or not? Yeah, <laughs> <You know. laughs> absolutely. So this is a, an interesting one. We're talking a bit of Marvel Legends, and there was a bit of mail around. It's now been officially revealed, but that the Monster Venom, which was a builder figure from a couple of years ago, were, Monster Venom was going to get a single release. So instead of having to go and try and source all the parts, or if you missed out on the wave, Monster Venom, who's the big uh, Eddie Brock version, I believe, and he's got sort of tendrils coming off his back, and he's a huge hulking size figure, is getting a, a, a single release. Now, what's interesting about this is that the community is really quite split on this. Some people, like myself, just go, hey, this is great for fans who couldn't get the wave or, you know, were got into the line later, and but they really love Venom. Other people go, well, why the hell would I bother buying a whole wave for this and supporting the line if they're just going to do it two years later? <laughs> Too late now. You've bought it, sucker. But exactly. Like, I, I, <laughs> what's well, done? And, and, you, and, and the trick is not the is, first time. Though. No. And the trick is you don't know which ones they're going to do in this sure. format. They're not going to do them all. So yep. if you want to take the risk and wait, you're more than welcome to yeah. do that. But I, I get the view mm. that it that it kind of but it's sucks the whole, a little it's bit. It's the whole time versus money argument, right? Yeah. If you're prepared to be patient and go yeah. and wait for your opportunity, then bang, you don't have to spend $200 on a whole wave. You pay the 50, 60 bucks for whatever this is. In in my opinion, I'm I'm for this. I like yeah. I like the idea. I just would appreciate if uh, Venom has a different paint job. So he does he, actually. He does. So that's yeah. that's the way I, I think, think that's you've enough. got to just, sell it. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be big. Yeah. But yep. just so that the collector I've got I've got the original yeah. and I've got the new because one because the original yeah. one that came separately with the figures was a more purpley sort of uh, uh, wash yep. and this one if it's all pure black Straight sort of black. jet black I think that's good enough yeah, yeah. I agree absolutely yeah. couldn't yeah. agree more and this isn't the first time they've done it in this and it's for really some of the builder figures a hit and miss like there was I think Caliban from like only a year or so ago I don't think he's going to get a single figure release anytime soon. But they've done it for Groot. Um, there's a few others that sort of escape. Thanos. Thanos, of course. Big headline characters yeah. like that, that everyone should have one version, whether it's a slightly different paint job or whatever. Most collectors are going to want that one version. Gi- and- uh, Ant-Man, the giant. Yeah, yeah, giant, giant figure yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. It, it makes sense. And to you, made me think, Trent, when you were saying about Mythic Legions, how they do a voting system. Mm. I can imagine Hasbro doing the same thing. They know that there's demand for these figures. If they did a Build-A-Figure f- from years ago or put up a list of his five five figures and we're going to release two of them in the next 12 months. Have your votes and so they can just see. It makes sense to me. So, anyway. All right. On a more serious note, uh, recently we've had bushfires uh, run through our country and um, it's been devastating uh, throughout some of our country rural areas. 
including where we live here in um, South Australia and especially in Kangaroo Island, it pretty mm. much, um, you know, devastated half the island and things. And uh, we've had, you know, I went up through the hills uh, a couple of weeks ago yeah. and I couldn't believe how close it actually got to metropolitan areas and uh, how many farms and um, little towns and things were hit by it. It, it was very uh, eye-opening how close it got. So, um Thank you, all our listeners and things that reached out and said, you know, are you guys okay and things. We are fortunate enough to uh, all four of us here live inside the metropolitan area, so we're okay. But uh, definitely, there are other pe- lots of other people and families and things that got hit by the bushfires. So, heart and uh, everything goes out to you guys. So, uh, in a um, segue to that, Funko Pop Vinyls have released a bushfires. Heroes pop vinyl figure of a firefighter with a koala because that's the other aspect. Yeah, as much yeah. as our, the people and families and things, our wildlife got uh, hit really Decimated. hard. And, um, you know, Kangaroo Island and things has a massive koala population, and they reckon it's almost endangered over there mm. now with the um, all that. So a lot of uh, help and rescue operations for our wildlife. So uh, because of this pop vinyl, all proceeds from the sale of this item will go directly to RSPCA National Bushfire Appeal. Essentially exclusively avail- available only through the popculture.com.au website. So back that if you're a bit of a pop vinyl fan. Back it if you want to um, you know, show your help and yeah. cause and things. Or just back it and then just, you know, you know that's a way of helping out the community. And, and uh, you know, it's nice to have something Australian for once, sure. you know, that we can... It's very um, rare, isn't it? Yeah, It is, yeah. So I felt that uh, important to plug that. Definitely. It's a very classy act. And, I, and I'll say that sincerely, you know, for Funko to actually go to trouble with manufacturing this thing is yeah. phenomenal, you know, and, and reminds us just what a small global community we can be at times, mm. you know, uh, the way uh, we've rallied around some other countries when they've had disasters, I feel you know, there's a reason There's a reason why we want to be a good global citizen, why we, we want to do things like foreign aid and why we want to help other countries because, you know, we've just been reminded how much help we've had from, from the rest of the world. Yeah. Agreed. And mm. um, it's been, been fantastic. Exactly. To see. See that, and Funko deserve a lot of credit for doing this. Yeah, no, no, wonderful on behalf of Funko, and I just point out as well, pop culture it is the sort of big online presence here in Australia. Popculture.com.au. They do ship internationally. Not sure what the shipping rates are like. It's always expensive to ship from the other side of the world mm. and a tiny island country that many people think doesn't exist. Um, but yeah, so but you can jump on and get that if you're over in the US uh, and you're a pop fan. Um, and it's a very cute little little set, just yeah. sort of very very heartwarming. And and, the, and we did lose uh, a number of you know firefighters uh, in the line of duty, as well as uh, I think four uh, US firefighters that were flying an yeah. aircraft that uh, that crashed. So um, you know we we definitely felt that impact with, with the firefighters and and you know both our Australian and and US friends. So you know that they I guess they put their lives on the line to protect property to protect wildlife uh, to protect lives and uh, it's it's a, it's a lovely tribute as as everyone said 
Definitely. Okay, on a more positive note, we've got Gem is returning. Gem Ooh. Holograms. Ooh. Shout out to Truly, Truly, Truly Outrageous from Instagram. Hope to have him as a guest uh, in the near future. So Gem and Holograms is about to celebrate their 35th anniversary. So to assist with this milestone, Integrity Toys, under the license of Hasbro, are excited to announce high and end adult collectible dolls with a release date of this year 2020 so i don't have much more information but just the fact that it's coming it's pretty exciting it's it's really uh, cool another 80s property being revived and hopefully some retro packaging we know i mean that just brightly colored (laughs) you know almost wearing sunglasses when you see them (laughs) i mean like i i would love and you know who knows which direction they'll go but to see some of that 80s attire Oh, definitely. Do you know what I mean? Like, have yeah, to, right? Do you think like, it has to be 80s, right? Ki- yeah. Kitar, maybe? Yeah, Kitar. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, so really, like, for those of you who don't know Jem, you know, Mattel had Barbie, right? So Jem was the Hasbro equivalent, the, really, wasn't yeah, it? Like, it was it was Hasbro. Yeah, 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 but they were rock stars, yeah, that, right? That very yeah. pink 80s retro. Big like, hair. Pop, had, pop star. Uh, um, pink star, star, star on her yeah. uh, yep. makeup on her face, yeah. Uh, with the big 80s yellow uh, blonde hair, hair you yeah. know. The perm. And the, all the, the earrings like, and things. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm yeah. still living in the 80s with yeah. this, <laughs> this perm that I do every morning when I get up to make this bad boy go. I just go. don't wake up like this. <laughs> <laughs> it goes through a lot of maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. Get it looking like that. A lot. No, and I'm just excited that it's uh, they're releasing it as an adult collectible. Yeah. It's not just sure. a yeah. you know, bypass product uh, you know, straight to mainstream. They're actually going to spend the time to make, do it properly and do it for the fans. So a mm. uh, big thumbs up and I can't wait to find out more. Yep. Yep. Cool. So we've had some very exciting news regarding some leaks uh, regarding the Master Universe Origin lines. And when I say leaks, they really, really appear to be wave breakdowns. They came from a toy fair that was a closed door event in um, Germany. I Germany. Think it was. Yeah. And so, Wave 1 is He-Man, Skeletor, Beast-Man, and Man-at-Arms. Wave 2 is Teela, Evelyn, and Orko. Wave 3 is very exciting. It's Scareglow, Manny-Faces, and Merman. Wave 5 is Webstore, Fisto, Mossman, and Roboto. And Wave 4, Trapjaw, Stratos, Triclops, and Stinkor. I don't know how I missed that one out. Unacceptable! <laughs> <laughs> And wave wave six is Jitsu, Battle Armor, He Man, and Buzz off, Buzz off and Clawful. Yeah. With a mail away faker. Mail away. Mail away. How really? the hell are they going to do that? Yeah. I'm... Or is that just going to have mail away written on the packet or something? Because like again, <laughs> us international, oh, us yeah. international you, fans um, are going to get screwed yeah. over. You don't exist, Ben. I, I know You're not. We have a we have an but entire. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not going to go head over heels collecting this iron, but I feel for the people that do yeah. in, in international countries. And if they don't do this right, uh, they might as well scrap the whole line from the start. Baker like, seems to be doomed to be an, an exclusive. He was in the 2002 line a Toy Fair exclusive. Yeah, yep, correct. He was a um, New York Toy Fair exclusive uh, for classics. That they then. Offered on the Maddie website. Yep. And the Battle Armor Faker w- w- um, was yeah. a, um, San a San Diego Comic Con exclusive, uh, I think, exclusive. through as Entertainment Earth as well, perhaps. Yeah, with the DC mm. Universe. 2011. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you're so right. he seems to be doomed to pretty much ever since the vintage line to be nothing more than exclusive, which is sad. 
Now, vehicles and beasts include Battle Cat, Sky Sled with Prince Adam, Panfall with Fur, so Flocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Wind Raider, Battle Ram, and Zodak on a floating silver chair. Oh, wow. Which okay. I think okay. Is it's going to be like a pack-in, two-pack type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. The, way, okay, so the vehicle and the figure, I guess. Yeah. Like, is that the only way to get Zodak? Zodak was he in those wave no, breakdowns? He wasn't, was he? No. I don't believe he was mentioned in those wow. initial okay. wave breakdowns. Mm. So, yeah, it's an interesting way of offering him. I know he, he's seen a lot of media with that ch- chair, so that is interesting. Mm. So we have a two-pack of uh, Beastman and Merman as well. Um, like the He-Man two-pack that came at San Diego last ah, year, okay. they have a vintage toy head and a new toy head, ah, okay. right, four hands mm-hmm. and more weapons, yellow trident and wooden axe, plus normal weapons. Merman has heads that look like the old mini-comic. Mm-hmm. I, I think, just calling it, I reckon that's what the, they're the, taking inspiration for yep. the Lords, Lords of Power. Lords of Power will have that. Sure. Yeah, 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 and yeah. that potentially that armour even. Yeah, yep. the spiky. Yep. Yep. Mm. And there's a Teela and Man-at-Arms two-pack. Teela has blonde hair and vintage head, sword and spear and shield, four hands on each. Man-at-Arms has vintage toy head and new toy head, brown cape, mace, sword and... And gun, man at arms. Oh, he's got a cape. Does he have a cape? <laughs> Someone has. I've a never cape. seen man at arms with a cape. What? Well, I'm wondering if it's man, man at arms, arms or Taylor that's supposedly going. Ah, on. okay, yeah, yeah. Just yep. remember, no far as was seen. We, yep. We've just got what people um, took notes on and observed. Man at arms uh, looks uh, like he has more paint on him. Boxes are windows style, like Battle Cat with art on top, like we've seen it at Powercon. The con- the convention exclusive, which I can only presume is the San Diego exclusive for 2020, is a Skeletor Keldor two-pack, much like the He-Man Adam yep. two-pack mm, from okay. last year, which um, that basically has a open um, comic like last year's set. Skeletor looks painted differently and has vintage toy head, six hands, and different swords and sword of power. Keldor has a purple cloth vest. And cape with bone harness and extra hands. Apparently, Castle Grayskull is under consideration. Looks like the classics one, but with old paint job with black on the face. And I've heard the rumours doing the rounds that it's basically less paint apps than than the one. It'd be a scout, a cut yeah. down version. Of but the yeah, but it's line. basically the same sculpt. Yeah. Oh makes, wow, makes yeah. sense. Oh, incredible. They're coming in guns blazing, aren't yeah, they? They're going they're big, going aren't they? It's interesting yeah. they've got all that planned out already. Well, we really, to, we'd heard yeah, they'd really have to, yeah, and, and a lot of these are sharing similar molds Parts, and tooling, yeah. right? So they can go pretty quick, but. They did say, Mattel did say they were going to go Go big and hard on this. And that reflects that. I I mean, it's a leak, right? But I believe that. Sounds pretty believable. Sounds very plausible. You've got to think, you know, back to our catalogue episode, uh, that this potentially whole lineup would have been the big push in the catalogue. You know, seeing all these pictures, seeing all these characters, you might not have seen Castle Grayskull, but they might have had a bit of a blurb about it. You know, um, artwork and this is what we plan to do. This is the scale. Uh, Because they've they've got to plan this out. Uh, This might be a year and a half's worth of yeah. Uh, product, product. Yeah. Uh, and they're already, you know, penciling in the next, you know, uh, line of items if this first stuff actually does well in retail when it does hit 
physical. Yeah, and and um, I'm praying right now it does, as my three podcaster, fellow podcasters can see. The one thing I wanted to mention about classics, while we're, uh, classics about Grayskull while we're talking about it is that it will come with less accessories than the, than the classic I'd have version. To. Yeah. It'd have to. It'd be otherwise expect, be unaffordable. Yeah, yeah, which you'd expect, but I just wanted to mention that so that people aren't sort of expecting this to be a carbon copy of, of the classics one that's going for a bomb now. I mean, for me, listening to that roster... And I think Ben kind of hit the nail on the head. As a collector, I go, oh, this just feels like a pain. There were a lot of exclusives that most collectors would want. If you're collecting this line, you'd want Faker, right? Mm. Original yeah. character in yeah. the line, you want Faker. You'd want Keldor, you'd want knife. those two yeah. packs. like, And they're going to be either US store exclusive, yep. mail-aways or con, oh, con exclusive. Now, that He-Man Prince Adam two-pack... I didn't even bother. No. Like, it's no. so hard to get, so so obscure, yep. mm. and under such demand. I look at this and I go, what a pain. I just, it, it just does my head in well, we don't, that I'll... this is not going to be, this, you know, Classics was very achievable. Yes, if you went yes. in, Mattel made all those things available in, in equal numbers. You didn't have to be at the con. Um, you know, this, there's PowerCon exclusive. This is just going to be challenge. Mm. Challenging mm, to collect to as a non-US or non-convention-going yeah, yep. member of so, the public. Absolutely. Now, shout out to one of the boys. I forgot his name, so apologies for that. But uh, on the Australian uh, Masters Facebook page, he actually wrote into Mattel Australia and said, are you guys going to stock the new uh, Masters of the Universe Origins line? And they said, yes, we will. So we, they potentially will show up in uh, bricks-and-mortar mm. stores, but to what depth uh, to Trent's you know, alluded yep. to is uh, something... Uh, Still yeah. going to be a very exciting day to see Masters of the Universe figures on store shelves again. Like, you know, catch me, gentlemen, I'm going to faint. When, when, you, when you do that, Darren, when you go into stores and in there, I demand that you film yourself because I want to see that reaction. I want to see 10-year-old Darren come bursting through. He can't push three trolleys and film himself. <laughs> <laughs> true that, true that. That, that is um, so... Funny and true, um, <laughs> and sad, all in all rolled into one. But um, yeah, look, um, yeah, I don't know how I'd go shooting that. Um, I'd just be so excited to be like an out of body experience. <laughs> you know, it, you know, it's just so exciting. Just the f- mere thought of it, just now. You know, I'm thinking, you know, could we be that close to it? I'll tell you something else that's pretty exciting that's got Trent very excited. We are getting the crossover that everybody has been wanting for the longest time. I We're can't. Talk- I- Super excited. We're talking Transformers. What do you cross them over with? Generally, something like G.I. Joe or Mars. Yeah, no, forget that. My My, Little Pony. My My Little little Pony. Yeah. It's happening. (laughs) It's number one property (laughs) and Transformers are together. That's right. So, this is a four issue mini series coming from our friends at IDW. We'll start shipping in May. And I've got a little byline here that says In My Little Pony slash Transformers, the scheming queen Chrysalis casts a spell in searching for changeling allies, but accidentally interferes with a giant uh, Cybertronian space bridge and brings the Autobots and Decepticons to Equestria. As the dust settles, it's up to Twilight Sparkle, Optimus Prime. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that together. Uh, and others to overcome the menace and of malevolent magic and machinery. <laughs> now, Ben, you you do love... I love a good crossover. A good crossover. Yeah. Now, t- can you give this, me your thoughts on this? Okay, is this so the core my, words there are good crossover. My uh, concern is what scale are the uh, ponies going to be in versus <laughs> That's the... That's your uh, concern? Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> Out of okay. all the... 
That, that's your single... Con- <laughs> I only have one concern right now, and it's scale. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. comic, man. No, like... Yeah, because, like, okay, in, in my world, if I was really going to turn this uh, crossover on its head, I'd want the ponies to be really big, uh, almost the same size as Optimus, you know, because but they in are. different universes. Aren't they in Equestria? They're like 10 times the size of a real pony. Well, I look, don't know. We, we do actually, know. look, there's a couple of like teaser images here. Across the franchise. I don't know if you, you can are. see, but basically the, the ponies, there's half a dozen of them staring at the, the Matrix of Leadership that's sitting outside of Optimus's chest. And I would say about three of them are the size of the Matrix uh, Chess piece, so oh, scale, so they're small. They're going to be they're quite small. They're going to be yeah, tiny. See, I don't, see, that's no, where I don't small? think it's going to be work. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm for that reason alone. So I'm you not had gonna a, get it. If you had a, a <laughs> pony that was like the same size as Bumblebee, yeah, that would be right. I'd be keen. I'd yeah. be. I'd be more uh, believable uh, storyline. Now, yeah. can anyone spot the my? You did see it. I've got a My Little yeah. Pony in here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Only one. Uh, what did you do with the rest? Well, <laughs> it's not DJ Pond Three, which I'm. That's my favourite pony. But all right. Uh, I'm, yeah. No, I'm an Applejack man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Got the cowboy hat. That's it. She Yeehaw. probably should say she. Yeah, she's got a that southern accent about her. Yep. Mm. Mm. Anyway, moving so on. So, have you already ordered these trips? I haven't. No. <laughs> no. Uh, look, I'll I will pay attention to them when they do hit the comic store. Whether I'm in for the full run or maybe I just Four have to issues. check out. Yeah, yeah. it's probably... It's, I'll just wait for the trade, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Now, we spoke about leaks a little bit earlier. We have had one little quick leak that I will shout out to. This is... Uh, we've talked about uh, some of the guest characters in Mortal Kombat 11 appearing. Uh, it seems like forever ago, but Spawn is eventually coming to the game, I believe, in May this year. And we've actually already had a leak from McFarlane, who, of course, have the Mortal Kombat 11 license, and we've seen pictures of the toy. Very unofficial, sort of a little bit blurry. It's certainly not a nice, clean, professional shot. Uh, But basically, from that, you can say, well, this is pretty close to what he's going to look like in the game. Interestingly, not a lot of cape that could be seen. Now, again, it could just be the photography, but he also seemed to come with a sword, which has kind of got people scratching their heads when... The mystic chains and the cape is kind of his his mo. Yep. So we'll he's have got to the see. big, you know, the big boot, the big boot on yes. one uh, foot, and then it's sort. Of, I guess the way I would describe it, it's not classic comic spawn. Yep, it's it's almost what you would expect to see if they rebooted the movie. Yes. Hyper detailed, yeah, right? hyper detailed. Exactly. A lot of black, a lot of spikes. Yep. on his armor, um, sort of all. You know, he's got one big boot, one small boot, one arm's bigger, one yeah. arm smaller. Looks, but looks more akin to what McFarlane are known for with yeah. their spawn line historically. That- but isn't this funny? It's a toy line done by McFarlane. Yep. It's a property created by McFarlane, but it's done in the Mortal Kombat line. Yep. It's kind it's, of... It's, it's a like, weird, yeah. a weird crossover mashup. So. Yeah, I wonder if he pays licensing fees <laughs> to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Who owns Just- Mortal Kombat? Whoever owns Mortal Kombat... Or if he just gets a freebie to do this one. Yeah. I don't know, it's weird. That'd be interesting how that works. All right, there is some more news on NECA, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2-packs. And there's a hint of celebrating the 30th anniversary of the 1990 movie with some new versions of the Turtles. Now, I saw this picture pop up Mm. where I think the original movie Turtles came with two bandanas. You could swap them out. This one has a new style of bandana which sort of hangs down yeah. and just pops o- over, over each, each shoulder. Yeah. And it looks... I saw that and I'm like, why 
didn't they do that bandana? It kind of makes sense because most so of it cool. is it's, it's a it's a standing static pose. Yeah. The other ones are more like a swooshing like action Correct. type pose. I yeah. love. I mean, out of the three, I think this is my favorite look. Um, are and you anyway, really going to get another? Well, four this figures? is the thing. If that's no, I probably no, I won't. <laughs> I won't just for that. Uh, great for people that missed it because yes. I heard these did sell really well, and these I think made a number of our figure of the year awards Absolutely. like they are they beautiful so look if that's the only change they're making credit to them but i feel like it would be nice to have a few other things to sure. change maybe an extra accessory or something but look that's that's cool just to touch on it the picture i did see was like uh the bandanas weren't painted well, they were still in that sort of yellowy yeah prototype, prototype yeah. Uh, resin look yeah but uh hey yeah. Happy uh, 30 year anniversary. Gee, I feel old. I tell you. <laughs> well, I, I see it on Facebook. We are as close to 2050 as we are to 1990. Oh, you're right. 30 years apart. You're yeah. right, We're yeah. Running. Thanks, man. I feel great. Well, you know, like, I, I saw, I think it was it was our friend Osti uh, from King Kaiju Collectibles that put up a post that said something along the lines of, um, when we looked back to like albums that we grew up with, like I think one of them was like Pearl Jam's Ten. Mm. Like when that when Pearl Jam's Ten came out, that's as long ago as if you were sitting there when Pearl Jam's Ten came out and you looked back, that was like the Beatles albums coming out. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like like it's it, like so that's it. So we're like <laughs> we're looking back like our parents looked back at the Beatles. Yeah. Oh, but, oh. <laughs> What we? Nope, 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 no, nope, nope, like, nope. My brain's like that. That 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 doesn't work. <laughs> That's not right. There's something long, wrong with that logic. Oh, lordy! All right, is that it? I think that's I it think for that's news. It. I think that's pretty good. There was yeah a few other bits and bobs. Oh, there was something else. The Beavis and Butthead. The Beavis Beavis and I uh, just uh, destroyed something there. <laughs> there was there was there was some other news which was the Beavis and Butthead figures. Yes. Super 7 are doing some reactions of Beavis and Butthead. I think you get Beavis, you get Butthead in their traditional clothes, you get then Beavis and Butthead in their takeaway food uh, outlet clothes and then you've got uh, the shirt 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 over the head sort of look with uh, the... Great Gunholio or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's cool. Um, I, I saw some comments and look, I like reactions for what they're trying to be, but I guess they are that simpler design. But mm. in some of these lines, they're actually pretty accurate. I picked up the Peanuts Super 7 figures, mm. and they were just like spot on yep. from the cartoon. I think this is similar. It's in that vein. A lot of Super 7 stuff is like, here's the Ninja Turtles interpreted as if they were a Kenner style figure. Sure. But these are almost like, well, that's what the figure would look yeah, like if you bought it. it. So a lot of really people, well yeah, a lot of people that like the property are enjoying these figures. So. Yep. Good on Super Seven. They're they're always doing something a little bit different, which mm. is which is cool. Absolutely. All right. What we have now is uh, this is a bit of feedback we've been meaning to get to. So shout out to our boy Chris Wisdom. This is uh, a response he had to uh, episode one fifty four, which was uh, among other things is probably best remembered for Frank saying that GI Joe sucks um, is a short version of it. But essentially, uh, I think the question was put to us by the listeners. Uh, what toy line would you delete from history given, you know, godlike powers? I said G.I. Joe. Chris uh, was one of the people that immediately sprung to mind. I was like, oh, he's not going to be a fan of this. And he's now written a, uh, or recorded, sorry, a bit of a response to that. So I have not listened to this. I think we will uh, play it through. And if we, if we feel the need, we might just sort of pause it and, and respond. 
Good evening, gentlemen. I come from the land up and over to give you the feedback that absolutely nobody asked for. <laughs> this is Chris Wisdom from Breaking the Panel. So, uh, episode 154 for you guys is in the books. I got to listen to it earlier this week. Great episode, as always, gents. Uh, Darren, never think that you aren't doing well. You are always a highlight of every episode, even when you make some weird choices. Tours <laughs> with big laser guns. But I digress. <laughs> Uh, Frank, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and cut right to you because I think that's what Jose wants, and I think that's what you. I think ultimately that's what you wanted. You're looking for beef, and you you found some with the American the American fans. Um, now, I uh, I don't necessarily disagree with you finding. Uh, you know, the, the, the G.I. Joe is not the toy line for you. Um, I think the concept behind G.I. Joe is a very Americanized uh, concept. Um, it, I, it goes back to, it's it's like you see, I said, I mean, it's very war-centric toys. Uh, since the the earliest days, you know, the my, my dad grew up with cowboys and Indians and army soldiers, you know, playing with uh, the little green men. Uh, it's just something that we are brought up to do uh, is, is to fantasize over war and play those war games and... Uh, uh, while some toys may be uh, more imaginative, it's it's not necessarily what we were looking for. Um, there was quite a breadth um, of selection when it came to GI Joe. All branches were uh, were present in that line. Um, all specialties of those branches branches were were uh, present in that line. Uh, you have Larry Hama uh, and his expert writing and. It really brought life to those characters. There were things, when you look at those file cards, if you are a military person or a military background, when you when you look at those those personnel files, you see you see little things and they're like, oh crap, that's that that's pretty accurate. Um, and and it's it's neat. It's interesting. there's there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, now, where I take issue with it is that you hate it um, <laughs> because I wonder, and I, I think maybe you can at least find a merit in the argument that had it not been for the success of the G.I. Joe line, especially the three three-quarter line, um, toys today would not know the diversity in their accessories per uh, per figure, um, the amount of accessories that can come per figure, and uh, the, again, the, the, the detail, the diversity, the options when it comes to play sets and vehicles. This, this line, above all others, I think, not only, not only provided all of those things in spades, but it, it, the, the sheer amount that you got with this line, um, I, 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 I cannot think of, of a toy line that has come anywhere close to providing what this line did. Star Wars... Is possible, man. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Star Wars, maybe Power Rangers. I don't. I don't know. There's just just so much when you're talking about the amount of vehicles and the amount of play sets. It's it's it, it's 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 miraculous what that toy line did. So where I can under I can understand where you're coming from that that toy line didn't speak to you and that that's you know you didn't understand why kids would want to play you know with something so realistic uh, or that that didn't really speak to the fantasy side of or uh, escapism of getting away in your imagination and playing with toys. I understand that argument, but again, uh, I think the the toy market is better because of that line, and I, I would think that at least a couple of you on the panel would agree. Um, I, I wonder if Jose's uh, at least going to come punch you in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to pause it there. Look, uh, there was a few comments on our Facebook page to the effect of what Chris is saying here, and I actually sort of defended it by saying, look, 
and, and this person was a very passionate G.I. Joe uh, fan and basically saying a lot of what Chris is saying here. I don't disagree with G.I. Joe's place in toy history, and they're exactly right when they say yeah. it was influential in what it did. It, it, it helped revolutionise, and, and a lot of what we see in today's market it's comes like from G.I. Joe. But the question was posed to us if you could delete a toy line from history. I, it I think, didn't ask yeah. us to consider uh, ramifications in disrupting the timeline or anything nonsensical like that. It was... What toy line don't you get and you yes. wish just wasn't a thing? And I'm sure if, for argument's sake, if G.I. Joe wasn't a thing, if Frank got his way, someone else would have come along and it would have been some other line, it would have been some other influence, and yeah, things might have changed, but that's not the question we were asked. That's all I'm saying. Yep. So, yep. yes, Jose, you're still welcome to punch me in the face. <laughs> if you can get on the flight, then let's do it. And then we'll have a beer afterwards. I, yeah. I, I, I do like... I mean, I know... I mean... Is it? I hope I can say this on the podcast. If I can't, we can delete it. But Chris has or does serve with the military, Correct. so yeah. I think there's some there's a view coming from someone like that that experienced something out of this toy line, right? And sure. even reading those file cards, I think there's something inherently patriotic that yeah. that, that hits home for for servicemen and women, well, see, right? Like that. And, and maybe that there's a, a bit more of a nerve there to, yeah. to touch upon. Yeah, yeah. Because that is a that is a uh, you know defence and and that is a very critical part of any nation's kind of identity. M- my so, dad, yeah. for those that don't, my dad was in the RAF. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Right? yeah now yeah. I wouldn't call myself an army brat. We didn't live on base or anything like that. But I've been around enough of it to understand the camaraderie side of it, and yeah. it is. It is a way of life, and let's be honest, defending a country, whether it's America or Australia, is a valid occupation. I'm in no way having a, no. a dig at anyone who has served their country in any shape or form. You know, hats off to them. But we're talking about a toy line yeah, here, yeah, and no, this no, is where yeah, you got to yeah. try and separate. It's a that. hypothetical, as Frank absolutely, said, yeah. um, which the way I took uh, Sam Cripps question and Sam's a long-term listener and and uh, also been a guest on our show a number of times was really. If there was a toy line that you think, out of all the toy lines that that exist, that that we're familiar with in in pop culture, which one would you miss the least, or feel the least attachment to, um, if it was not around anymore? And Frank for Joe. Hmm. Um, I said something. Ben said something. You know, we all. Oh, I, said, I, I, wanna, yeah, I got, I got yeah, out of that let's, one. Let's put yeah. this mum on well, Good call. What would, you, what would you do right now? Pose that question. Wow. Yeah. Uh, rewind and if the you clock. Say masters. Um... <laughs> no, you can't say masters. It's I, I, it's, I, I'm under so much what, what, pressure now, right now. now. Sam said in his what, wording, yep. "What don't you get? What don't you get is a thing. You know, um, what would you?" Uh, I can't remember the exact wording, but it was like it was like what if don't... you could pretend right. it never happened? Yeah, basically. It, yeah. Well, I, I guess you wish wasn't a thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, things like I mean, like there's something something like food fighters. Um, I don't know if that's yep. big yep. enough, but yeah, I, yeah. I just I I sort of don't understand. You don't connect that. to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like just something that's sort of so wacky. Um, in in its concept, I, like barnyard um, commandos, commandos. Yeah, or yeah something I think that, so that, ridiculous. That, 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 it's along that yeah. sort of lines, like you know, mashing farm animals with with commandos. Um, that that's probably where I would have headed. I, I get pops, like I get that I don't resonate with pops, yeah. but 
I get why that's why popular. That exists, yeah. and, and maybe something like Food Fighters, you know, really just died and, and it was vindi- I'm vindicated by yeah, saying yeah, I didn't yeah. get it because no one else <laughs> no got one it. Else really. Capital Critters, I don't know if that ever made it to production. Capital Critters, I you didn't get. You can't kill a toy line that already died in utero. I did it. Did it get? I feel like because that was a um, that was a kennel line, capital critters. Yeah, it was like these rats and vermin that lived under the White House. <laughs> and uh, now, uh, someone's got to write in and tell me if that line actually got yeah, made, made or it. not. Did it? Did it make it? But that I just I don't get. It's just so it's so weird. Why would you have a rat living under the White House? What what what? <laughs> Why would, you have, no why would you have now, a teenage mutant correct. ninja well, turtle? Yeah. Who yeah. was raised by a rat. Like I get Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mighty Morphin power <laughs> ranger. No, I, I get those. I don't get capital critters. I don't I, yeah. And I guess some of that I think we alluded to this before both on the podcast and on, on the Facebook page is timing. Our age is when some of these things came out, and also what was on the market at the same time. I mean, the eighties and the nineties, as we all know in this room, were a magical time for toys. Yeah, it was a stat, lots of stat, great things yeah. came out, and we were spoiled for choice. Let's let's be honest. You could you could pick a property or any number of properties, and and sink your teeth into. But you know, the chances of you picking every property was always going to be remote. Some were going to resonate with you more than others, and I think that's really what Frank meant by that. Yeah, that's the one that. That when Frank thinks about whether he'd click that toy line, whether he'd watch that film, whether he'd watch that cartoon, whether he'd miss it at all from his life, that he thought off the top of his head, that's the one that I'd I, I, that he would perhaps, you know, miss the least. Yeah, and, uh-huh. and he certainly didn't mean that's a terrible line or you shouldn't like it or you shouldn't get any enjoyment out of it or... or... It's just the line he didn't get, which yeah. we can all sympathise yeah. with. I, I also didn't get why uh, Dennis Hopper was Bowser in, uh, <laughs> the, the, in, Mario, in, Brothers. in Mario Brothers. Oh, and I'm going to start to rile up uh, Davy here. Why, but... why, why Yoshi was a um, velociraptor, like, you know? <laughs> yeah, some of, some of that, like... I, I guess I didn't understand. But on, the, on the flip side of that, I think we all understood why Samantha Mathis was, um, yeah, Daisy. Daisy. Yeah. I think we got that. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah, the let, let's get back well, to the we'll Christmas, back to, wisdom, to, uh, to Christmas thing. Um, now, when it comes to the toy line that I could easily do without, you know, I was thinking really hard as that question came up, and uh, Ben just absolutely nailed it on the head. Uh, I, blind bag stuff. I, I hate it. I absolutely hate blind bag stuff. I can't. I can't stand it. Um, but it, it's weird because as a as a former uh, collectible card game player, you know, I completely understand. I understand the yearning of the child to see. You know, take that small gamble, see what I get. You know, it's, just let me open another pack. But then, you know, that really gets into, uh, you know, preying on that preying on that weakness, that that chance taking, that gambling, that idea of gambling. Uh, you know, and kind of giving it to children um and then you know from a a parental standpoint i'm like you have no idea what you're getting why would you why would you do that and you try to impart that on your children my kids don't listen my daughter won't listen and my son loves uh like you know the lego blind bags and things and ever since that damn ryan's toy box on youtube um you know it's blind bags this blind bags that and i just i cannot get my children away from it and i really wish i could um you know, Ben, you really hit it on the head too when you talked about the new thing being uh, slime and sand. And I find myself—it's uh, weird. It's—it's it's really weird because I think it's 
it's kind of putting us as parents and 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 older people into uh, into a pair of shoes that we weren't necessarily uh, looking forward to getting into. I, we're we're becoming our parents. We don't understand <laughs> what their what our children's fascination is with these. Um, I think of all the stuff that my children play with, the one thing that I just I I can't stand it. It hits me viscerally every time they want to play with it. My wife. She lets them play with it, and I just I have to walk away. I can't be in the room when it's happening. Is Play-Doh, and Ooh. I remember loving Play-Doh when I was a kid, and wanting all the cool play sets and the little molds and doing all the stuff. But I just I can't. Play-Doh it just gets everywhere, and they mix the colors, and they they don't try to separate them. They just they play because they're using their imaginations and their loving life. And on the inside, I'm dying. I'm like that's never come. That yellow is never coming out of that blue, or that white's never coming out of that red. And they they leave lids off, or they don't seal them properly, so the play-doh dries out. And there's always the little bits. Um, I I don't remember when I was a kid playing with the play sets leaving a bunch of play-doh in there but man my kids will they'll just leave all those little crusty nuggets in there so the next time they play with their play-doh they just all these little play-doh scabs fall off and it just i i can't handle it um and i think that's kind of where you and i are coming from on the sand and the and the the slime because good lord when we were kids that was that was a prime time for you know nickelodeon was big so you always wanted to do slime gak was big the the floam was huge mm. and i i I can't imagine that our parents had any easier time dealing with those than our parents do and, and understanding why our kids would want to have it and even wanting it in the house. Man, I remember Gak. Think of all the stuff that Gak yeah. would pick up and you play with it one time Funny. and you're like, ah, I can, like, I remember pulling little hairs out of it and just going on playing with it. You know, it would, it would change color in your hands as the dirt from your hands would come off in the Gak <laughs> and the, it would lose its, its, its luster and it would be, the, it would start out, you know, that nice bright neon green and by the end of it it's you know snot green or, or you know brownish it's it got it was gross it was gross i get where ben's coming from but i, I don't want to become my parents and i think that this is one spot where we can identify we are becoming our parents um you know the uh the other question that really really had me thinking was the uh what dc character um what dc character probably scares me the most or intimidate would intimidate me the most um you, you know, Ben, again, man, Ben was my boy in this episode. <laughs> um, Arkillo. Arkillo, he's a great choice. And he is. He's, he's, that, he's that Kilowog analog in the, you know, in the Sinestro Corps. He's their drill sergeant. That's, that's his exact function. He's going to teach you how to feel fear and instill fear because he is fear personified. That, that, that alien being, it was just vicious to look at and... Every time they had him fighting in the Sinestro Corps War and then the War of Light, that dude did some brutal things. Uh, he or Atrocitus, Atrocitus was pretty nasty with that lava, uh, you know, the, 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 the molten blood that he would vomit up on you. Um, he was good. And, and I, probably, I probably would have wholesale agreed with you, uh, Ben, had it not been uh, for the Dark Metal uh, series of Batman. And I tell you what, I, I don't know that any character in the DC universe has ever scared me like the Batman who laughs. Uh, this this character, just the way he looks, knowing he, knowing his his the the origins that we've been presented, uh, how they how they present the character and the things that he does, it, it's it's amazing and it's just so ugh, gets makes me <laughs> shiver. 
Um, and and I'm gonna agree with you and and Darren and Frank. It's 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 got to be it's got to be Logan for my favorite Marvel character. Um, you guys really hit it on the head. I mean, it's all these things that he endures, and and doesn't become that bad guy. And even when he's been uh, when he's been changed and programmed to be that bad guy, he always surfaces on that side of good and trying to do the right thing. He's just that the constant movement toward the light and i really appreciate that about him it goes to show that you don't have to fall to your baser instincts we always have that choice in what direction we go and how we present ourselves what we do with our lives um other than that i don't really think uh i have too much more to say uh episode is great keep it out and hopefully you guys you know someday i'll ask me to be back on the show um and if you guys would ever i don't know get on a normal schedule uh like like we americans are you guys can come join us on our show Anyway, have a great one. Uh, thanks for the thanks for the free funny. Have a good uh, blah 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 blah. Frank, edit out what you need to because that was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> no edits for you, mate. Raw, oh, fantastic. Raw. Thanks so for that time. What is yeah. Thanks for that interaction. That was fantastic, Chris. Yeah, no. You're the, just uh, saying that because you're his favorite. Mate, now. I'm his boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's his exact words. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty kind to me as well. Thanks, Chris. Um, at the start, much appreciated. Always appreciating your support. I think it's Frankie's got it in for. Ah, uh, that's all right. I can take him. That's all good. That's <laughs> no, it's great. Great to hear the feedback. And uh, always, oh, we got to we got to have Chris back. Yeah, don't yeah, we? We uh, probably should. Tremendous guest. Well, we should I think we have an you, episode did... where they debate Joe one on one. Oh yes, I'm but I mean, with that. <laughs> I, I was while I was in Melbourne. There's a little uh, store, a um, little comic store, and they they he, the guy just got a vintage lot in, and he got some GI Joe stuff in there, and there were a few figures that he had. One in particular was um, Big Boa. He had Big Boa. He's like a boxer. Mm. He's got this sort of, I don't know, like a, a mask on. It just looks really cool. And Croc Master. He's got yeah, like a black yeah. hooded mask almost mm. with red eyes. And his accessory is like a croc on a chain. <laughs> it's, and, and to Chris's point, like the accessories, you know, they, they were just swarming with accessories. And I think... You know, Snake Eyes is a ninja. Croc Master's a guy with a giant croc. There were, that did get into some of that more imaginary sort of yeah. territory, maybe later ways or whatever. But I, I love some of those designs. They really resonated with me as a child. More maybe those fantastical ones, like mm. Cobra La. Like there's just a guy with a, like a snake tail, you know, <laughs> as, as his legs and, and stuff. Just so wacky. And I remember those from my childhood. But like I, I would have bought Big Bowler and. Um, uh, Crockmaster hmm. from from the guy, and I'm like, oh, how much for those? He's like, oh, they've already they've already sold. Yeah, so, wow. Uh, that was that, but that was a little Geo Joe story. But no, lovely. Thanks, Chris, for writing in. Uh, that was great to have that feedback. All right, I think that pretty much does it for this episode. Mm -hmm. So thanks, guys, for tuning into another episode of Toy Power. To all our patrons, thank you so much for your ongoing support. Um, and yeah, keep the questions coming. If if anyone else wants to do a Chris and do some yeah, math. Do a some, little monologue. Yeah, we'd, yep. we'd love to hear it and play it on the show. So with that, we hope to see you around the Toy Isles or, or maybe on some other TV shows. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of 
OK people. Want to learn more? Go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah.